welcome to Emma's podcast. In today's podcast, we are going to be talking about are you limitless or are you self-pity? That is a great question. Let's get started. If you keep telling the same sad story, you will keep living the same sad life. Jean Huston. This is an inspiring quote I wanted to share to start this podcast today. When I had my car crash accident in 1985, I spent seven hours in OR. I had plenty of time to think. Since the anesthesia was done locally, lying down on a cold table, I was fully awake. My feet were getting cold. I could hear everything from the surgeon talking to the nurse to the instrument being moved on from the surgical table. I was still a teenager at that time. The only thing I could see was the Canadian. And the Canadian was basically they're putting a drape on the front of you so you cannot see anything. It's, very, it's going from uh, the top of your chest up, way up above you. So I couldn't see anything to what was going behind. Once in a while, a nurse will check on me asking me how I was doing. My back started to hurt, but I could not just stand up and walk away. After I came back from the hospital the next day, I had no idea how bad my injuries were, since they were covered in bandages. The first morning I was back home, my mother told me to do not do anything, but I decided otherwise. I did clean up the house and act as if everything was as usual. People started to show up at home, wanting to see what was under the bandages. I still wasn't being told the truth, nor having someone fully explain to me the extent of my injuries. I had to go back to the hospital every day to change the bandages. It took over an hour to two hours of painful process to do it. After a couple of weeks, we were able to go to the nurse practitioner who was living in our village to change my bandages. During that time, I was under high doses of antibiotics. The nurse wasn't hopeful of the chance for my wounds to heal, and it looked like it might turn into gangrene. More amputation could have been in my near future. While all of that was happening, my spirit was fighting unknowingly of what was at stake for me. I kept on adapting myself to the daily chores at home, keeping moving to the next day, thinking positively and seeing myself healthy. Some of my mother's friends came to visit at home with sad looks on their face, treating me like a poor little thing, which, to be honest, started to irritate me to the highest level. I wasn't accepting their pity and did not consider myself as handicapped. Finally, after a month of pin and needles, my body started the process of healing, which, to the relief of my mother, was a blessing. I still had no idea how bad it was and how close I came to be going back to surgery for an amputation. I was studying to do my own bandages. I did not have to see the nurse as much only once every few weeks. Now was the worst part. As my healing was almost complete, I started to not want to wear any bandages. I spent over two months at least with the bandages, and I had enough of it. This is where you feel like an animal put in in display. People wanted to see my injuries, looking at me with a sad face. I could have easily fallen into the poor me attitude, but my spirit will not have it, playing the poor me card to everyone so I could feel the attention. But instead, during the entire ordeal, I kept repeating to myself the following. 
There are people in this world that are in a worse condition than me, and they are not complaining, but doing better than me. So, shut up and get going. Even at my worst, I never complained about it, but kept my head up and going. I had to ask the little one to help me to do some of the tasks I could not do, but she did them for me graciously. I had to have two more surgeries afterwards, which were horribly painful because they were cutting in the same area each time, but I kept quiet. My mother was upset during the last surgery. She saw on my face I was in pain, but I would not open my mouth to say it. I kept going and moving forward, keeping the same mantra. There are people in this world that are in worse condition than me, and they are not complaining, but doing better than me, so shut up and get going. It may sound like a horrible mantra to say, but, in fact, I never found myself with self-pity. It is not who I am, and I had better things to do than stepping into the vicious circle. Self-pity will not help you to achieve miracles in your life. Depending on others to feel better is not something my spirit wanted to deal with. As a warrior, I had to pick myself up and be humble about what happened to me. Acknowledging I had to restart my life now and learn again a few things I could not do. It was a few decades later when my mother had a minor accident at her restaurant and she then realized how much I went through. Even though she had just a minor injury, but instead of playing the poor me card, she remembered how quiet and brave I was when I was going through my ordeal. Even though she would never understand the pain I was going through. The moral of the story? I never let self-pity get to me. I never expected to be treated differently than others. I've kept doing what I was normally doing at home and at school. Even though I do have some limitation, I learned to improvise. I kept pushing my body beyond its limits because I will never accept to be labeled less than I am limitless. At the time of my accident, I had two choices on my journey. Take a right turn to lead me where I am today, or the left turn to self-pity where I will use my injuries and limitation every day to have people's attention and being aware. I made a choice. For everyone listening today, are you living your life as limitless or as self-pity, aka little sad story? You will accomplish more when you are shifting your mind to positive and pushing yourself to become limitless. So that is something that is a good story. And as an FYI as well, I will not describe to anyone what kind of injury I sustained. The reason is simple. I do not need to have an extra attention on my scars. Those injuries are not the focus of the podcast, but the mantra and my willpower is. Because it's easy when you can go into self-pity. And a lot of people are doing and using self-pity to get attention. And you can go in that circle over and over. And as you're feeling alone, you're going to start to cry and you're going to start to whine about it. One of the thing is, and in our life lessons, and this one was a big one. It was 1985, wasn't the best one. And it was the worst and the best in the same time. We had so much fun. We were going out we, were, we had curfew, and the day of the accident, we broke the curfew. Instead of being back by 10 o'clock, we were on and about, and the accident happened at about 1 o'clock in the morning, something like that. So, you learn. You learn a lot. And when you go through tragedy, then it can be an accident, it can be anything in your life, you have a choice. You have a choice to feel 
limitless or you can walk into the steps of self-pity. And I choose, and I was 15 years old, I choose to go with limitless. I refused. When I came back from the hospitals, I couldn't do much, but I refused to be sitting down when it was sunny because it was in August when that happened and just cry about myself. I remember then I got up that morning, then I went and did my breakfast and I did the dishes, washed the floor, sweep, washed the floor, clean up the bathroom, did everything I was supposed to do that we were supposed to do. My mother was a little bit pissed off about it because I refused to put myself and be labeled at anything. I wanted, even though I had bandages, I was in pain, I wanted life as normal as it can be. And I had to improvise during the ordeal. I had to improvise to uh, clean up the house. I had to improvise to do a lot of things. But I never wanted people to self-pity me. The worst part was, to be honest with you, is every time people will be curious. Can you show me? Can you show me? Can you show me? And I'm like, are you serious? I'm not an animal. I don't ask you to look at me. I'm not part in a zoo. I don't make you pay. I don't. But people wanted to see. And you could see their face. Some were sad. We're like, oh, poor little thing. I'm like, I'm not a poor little thing. Do not, do not say that to me. Don't ever say that to me. Because this is insulting. This is insulting to the point that they want you to feel a certain way. And I did not felt that way. I felt as I was normal than it can be. So that triggers something. And for me, it was a great life lesson because when you go on sometime on a highway and you see a car crash and you want everybody that will stop to stare because they want to see. I don't. I will call um, if the ambulance or the cops are not there. I will call for help, but I will not be sitting on a highway watching the people because there is an accident. And most people do that. And it's like, are you serious? Move along. This is not your life. Give them the blessing for healing or whatever is going on over there, but move along. Don't do that. So when you're a subject of accident or anything like that that happens to you and you are the person who is injured, you kind of feel like you're in a zoo. You feel like you're being observed. And for me, as a young teenager, I refuse that. I refuse to be labeled anything else than limitless. I refused, even though I have limitation, I refused to, to feel in that trap. Because when you consider and have your sad story, and oh, I'm going to show you my injury first, I'm going to show you my limitation, I'm going to show you I'm a poor me, the poor me cycle starts, and you start to suck up people in there, and negativity, and this is a vicious circle you're in, and you suck up everybody's energy because you need that, you're not going anywhere. You are not living your life. You're sucking the life out of everybody else's, the energy out of everybody else's. I do not want to be near somebody who do that just for the attention, because it's not healthy. Because this is the only way you think you're going to attract people. When I I wrote a blog, uh, and I think, I don't know, I think I did a podcast about it, but I probably will do one about cheaters. Um, People who cheat. And you you have different kind of cheaters. But there is the one 
and I feel it's the most, uh, one of the most um, vicious, I don't want to use the word vicious, but the most wicked one, I'm going to use the word wicked one, are the one who will manipulate you to make you feel bad, to make themselves as the poor thing, so you're going to come and save them. And when you are in their vicious circle, you step it in, because you know, you say, poor little me, I need your help, or... All of the men around me are harassing me because I'm so pretty. So they're harassing me. So I'm going to stay by you. So you're going to be my armor, my savior, which in fact, nobody is, you know, looking at you, but you're going to make believe the person you want to attract into your trap. You make them believe that because you figured out they want to be nice to everyone. So you kind of ping that person out and say, okay, I can get you. If I lie to you and make you believe that I abhor me, this is the kind of vicious circle that will attract people. And some people end up to be cheating on their wife or husband because they're kind and they don't even recognize when somebody is entrapping them in situation, then they're going to be sleeping with that person, even though they didn't want it to start with, but... They're going to be twisted. The person's going to be twisting their mind and playing games. In doing the same thing, I had opportunity to do it, to play the PD card. So I would tweak it if I really wanted to pour the pour me card. And it could have been going on for years or everybody I would meet. And I'm like, no, that's not, that, that, this is not who I am. I am limitless. I am a trailblazer. I have a spirit who's a warrior. yes. Living with some physical limits is life. It happens to a lot of people. But do you have to make it a display? Do you want to be labeled as Debbie Domner? Or here we go. She's going to, little Emma the vampire, she's going to suck up the life out of me because she needs attention. Or do you want to be known for somebody who has a great spirit, having fun, Life is good and bring positivity into this world. Do you want to be limitless in yourself, achieving things that you would not believe is possible, but aiming for it? Or do you want to sit down like a poor little thing uh, on a gutter and just cry and wait for your next victim to come along so you can suck the life out of them all over again? You have relationships that are based on that. You have toxic relationships where you got other guy or the girl. It doesn't matter who started first. And they're going to take you into that horrible tornado spinning down and twisting and manipulating just for the attention or to entrap you because they want you to feel bad. So they're going to play with your feelings. They're going to manipulate you. And they're going to continue with the same sad story. If you break up with me, I'm going to go and kill myself. If you break up with me, oh, I'm, going to, I'm pregnant, so you cannot break up with me. But I'm not trying it yet. But I'm going to get pregnant sooner or later. So I'm going to entrap you. Or I'm going to play the guilty card. If you go with your friend, I'm, 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 it's done. It's over. We're not talking anymore. I'm breaking up. I'm going to divorce you. Or whatever the deal is. Self-pity should be removed from everybody. Somebody who has us leading their life with a spirit, do not use self-pity. Someone who's living a life with their ego uses self-pity as a way to manipulate. So when you're doing this and manipulation, you are limiting your horizon. 
you are staying in the same miracle round and you're going to continue to do your thing over and over again. You're going to change a little bit your scheme, uh, modify it, depends who you're facing, but you're going to find your target and you're always going to try to find the same individuals, the person who wants to help and kind person who you think are naive or naive enough to don't see anything and you're going to toy with them first. You're going to play and push and see how far you can get and then you're going to you know, like a snake charmer, you're going to try to um, hypnotize them, manipulate them, make them believe and make them feel bad. So they're going to come back with a guilty feeling. They're going to play with the emotions. That is the deal. And self-pity is not a good thing to have. It's bringing negativity. It is a horrible thing. And as you're doing it, the negativity is surrounding you. So the right people will never come into your life. The opportunity will not come into your life because you're in your same bubble protecting you and doing bad things. I had opportunities to do it. I never did it. I never felt what happened to me was, um, for me, a life change experience. And sometimes you need life change experience to switch gear and see who you are inside and wake up your spirit. This was one of the events. But I always refused to be part of that system. I always walked away from it. Because for me, it was a masquerade. It's like having a mask on your face and pretending. That's it. And, and having the attention this way is addictive for people. It's an addiction. It's like, I don't have my dose today, so let me get my high. So I'm going to get my high by manipulating you. Because the more I'm manipulating you, the better I feel. That is not a good way. Because it will come back to you sooner or later. People are going to get tired of you. Tired of, oh, I'm not going to go see him. And it's like, same story all over again. I am so tired to hear her about her thing. It's horrible. So you're avoiding after a while those people. Some will try to save you because some people think that, oh, my God, she needs some help. So I'm going to go and save her. No, she doesn't need to be saved at all. She just needs to get up. Pick it up and stop whining. That's it. So people can think in one way and be misled. And again, they end up in chilling as well. I'm going to go save that person because no, no, it's not your job. Your job is not to save that person. Your job is to mind your own business. Your job is to be with your wife. Your job is to be with your husband. That individual is not here to help, to be helped. If that person wants to help, they can help themselves. But they decide not to because it's easy. It's easy to manipulate and make believe others you are hopeless. Believe your sad story and you're going to go with the violin and you're going to go with the Kleenex and you're like, seriously? If you're looking in a part of the world, this is why my mantra maybe sounds a little harsh for people to hear it, but I said it to me automatically because it was something that I wanted to make it clear in my mind is that there is people who have worse than I do worse than I have, and they walk away and they're living their life better. Why would I be whining? So shut up, Emma. Get it going. Because guess what? The world doesn't evolve around you. That was my, my hour moment. And since day one, it did not happen after one or two years that the accident happened. It happened the next day after I spent all of my days in that 
freaking hospital waiting to have the surgery because I was supposed to have the surgery at 7 o'clock in the morning. It never happened. It happened at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So imagine I had to sit down waiting and it was the emergency. That was funny. The emergency, the guy I even at the end, I knew it. He butchered me on the top of it. That's why I had to have three, uh, two other surgery, total of three. He butchered me. It was his last day. Imagine the cocktail. It was everything you always wanted, but in worse than that. And I had to make do with it because I knew it. My mom never wanted to admit it, but I put it in her face. I said, he massacred me. The second surgeon, I told him up to his face. And he did not want to open his mouth at the beginning because he was afraid I would, we would sue him. And at the end, he admitted it. And like, I know. I said, he, you know, I came worse. He made it even worse. Well, deal with it, Emma. The guy was gone. He got transferred to a different uh, cities and a different state, and that was it. I'm like, great, happy, happy day, my <laughs> great summer. You get the best summer of your lifetime. But the mantra is still going. There is people worse than me. Why, why am I whining? There is no whining. So there were no whining at the beginning. Yes, it was painful to go through the process. Yes, it was humbling to come back and do a comeback and say, okay, I changed my life, got changed. I got a U-turn right there, slap in the face. That's fine. This is life. This was meant to be for a reason. Even if it wasn't pleasant, that U-turn was meant to be. I did it. I made it. I'm fine. So, why would I be whining? Don't know. There is no need for that. But the worst part was the people coming and, you know, they wanted to see. And that was so bad. That was so annoying. I wanted to scream at them. Even worse, I think I wanted to punch them in the face at that point. Because for me, it was insulting. I am not on parade, okay? Miss Universe can go on parade. That's her job. But I'm not on parade. So I felt horrible because I realized how, you know, people, the curiosity of people are. And it's a great lesson for that, how people are curious. So as I said... If I see an accident or anything and there is help around, I move along. I bless the situation, bless the people hoping and sending help on their way to help them. But that's it. Move along. Instead then using, like you see now, right now, which is horrible, use, uh, people using their um, smartphone to record things. Horrible thing. Instead then helping. What is wrong with you people? If somebody is in need to help, help them. But don't, don't ignore it and just, oh, I'm an observer, so I'm going to let them die. Are you serious, people? Seriously. No. You help. Or you move away. Or you call for help. But being in a situation like that, putting a spin on self-pity or bringing horrors, that is not a good way. Helping, feeling limitless, yes. I moved after that. I pushed myself beyond. I made it possible living a normal life like others. I adapted situation for me. There is days it's great. There is days not great. Who cares? You made it. Remember the mantra? There is people in worse situation than me. And they do better. So, why don't you? Why would you play the poor me just to get the attention? This vicious circle is not helping you. You're basically blocking the energy of healing, blocking the energy of changes to you just because in that situ you are in a situation. Things happen for a reason. There are reasons we are facing. There are lessons in life we are facing. 
And as I mentioned several times, there is very good experience and there is the worst of the worst. When we're in the worst of the worst, instead of saying, oh, poor me, poor me, nope. Think about it. There is people in worse condition than I am and they are doing better than me. So shut up and get going. That's it. Some people keep their heads up high and get going. Why would you having a tantrum here? You can cry for a minute about the situation. Then you said, you know what? I'm done crying. Let's move on because I have something else better to do in my life and I am limitless and I'm going to do so much things that are so much, they are so amazing. Then I will conquer what I want. You have individuals who, I remember, I think it was Everest or you have some um, climbers who were amputated and were able to climb the mountains. So, see, people can do what they want. It can take a little time to do it, more time, more preparation, but they did it. So why are you complaining? Why would you play the poor pity me? The pity me doesn't bring you anything except negativity. The pity me brings you the addiction of the poor me or I want to cheat on that uh, with that guy so I'm going to get him one way or the other and I'm going to use self-pity. Well, if you use self-pity to get somebody, something is wrong. Seriously. You should not be using self-pity. You want attention? Stop to play the poor me. Stop to play the same story all over again. Because like, I, like it was mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if you keep repeating the same sad story, you're keeping living the same sad story. You're not evolving. We're not here to play the poor me. There, is, there are individuals around this world in two days, in right now, as you're hearing me, as you're listening to me, who are in worse condition than you and me. And they're doing better. And they're doing it humbly, without complaining, and they're doing great. So why don't you? Why don't we have to feel we have to play that sad little story to make you feel better for five minutes so you can maybe get more attention or you want somebody to feel bad for you for five minutes and that person's going to leave you in five minutes and is not going to care anymore? Hi. Why aren't you yourself? Why aren't you deciding to be limitless? You will attract more positive people, more good things in your life if you decide to be limitless. You are expanding your universe. You're expanding your world just by doing this. So why would you waste your time with a sad little story or your sad little life? There is no sad little life. You have to change the way you think. If you don't change and shift your thoughts, negativity will come your way. If you're changing your thoughts to positivity and bring joy into your life, love into your life, financial abundances, the flow of energy of abundances, peace into your life, solutions, then you open the doors, the doors of abundances, the doors of the universe, and you're connecting with your spirit. Because somebody who's living their life with their spirits are not poor me. The people who are living their life with their ego are the poor me. So you have a choice today. Make your choice. Do you want to live a life limitless? Where abundances, joy, happiness, friend come your way? Or 
You just decided to give up and you're going to play the poor me and that's it. And you will be limited negativity and you're going to be surrounded by individuals who are as negative than you are. And the few people you're going to try to use and abuse who are positive people will not stick around. No matter what you do, they will walk away. You can try the game of the guilty, you know, I'm going to make you feel guilty, so I'm going to play with it, I'm going to toy with it, but it can last for so long. It can last for so long. Then those people will still walk away from your life. So the story that I'm sharing today is a story that it's, uh, you know, long time coming, 1985. Yay, that was a good year too. Good music, I must say. It was great music. And we had a lot of fun at the beginning of the summer. Then the end was a little less fun for five minutes, let's put it this way. But I adapted myself. I had to go through it. And I came back uh, stronger and learning more that how to push the boundary, how to push your limit, how to refuse what people wanted to put me in that polio box, which I'm like, no, 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 this is not happening. <laughs> you are staying away with your negativity and your poor me situation. Walk away because I have no interest to be the center of attention of this kind. So as the as I'm telling you the story right now, I'm still laughing because I still see those people's faces and my face. If you saw my face, that was priceless. Like, what? No, no. You stay away from me, people. But even good intention, playing the self-pity through this day doesn't work with me. It's pretty much appalling to me. And I will always fight when somebody do a puppy face on me. I'm like, no, no, you walk away from me because this is not going to work. Walk away. But don't play self-pity. Self-pity is not who we are. We are spirit and we are positivity. And we need to get in a good habit to stop, to use those lower feelings, which are quicker. You know, it's easier to play drama than be positive. It's easier to go into those vicious circles. And we're so, and people are so addicted very quickly. When you know it's working once, you're going to toy with everybody. It's like a kid. You know, the kids, when they grow up, you're looking at them and they're going to push parents' limits. They're going to push everybody else's limits to see how far they can go. This is the same way. Those individuals are capable to uh, stand up and walk away. But this is an easiest way to do. So what they're going to do, they're going to use that way. And the day you refuse to play the game, all of a sudden you can see them getting mad. And some will get up and walk away and you're like, Really? So, the self-pity didn't work today, huh? and you can get up and walk away, meaning you're just fine. So, stay over there, and we'll be just friends and fine. But don't come back with your self-pity, because that doesn't work for me. The question I have for you guys, are you limitless or self-pity? And if you have played the card of the self-pity, what was it? Was it for a relationship or was it at work to get out of something or you got in trouble because you didn't meet your deadline so you played the self-pity card? What did you use it for? And if you got away with it, let me know because I would love to know this one. But if you're somebody who's always playing games this way, you need to realize and look around you who you've got because you're going to realize very quickly the people around you are not here for your best interest or they want to keep you in a self-pity mode because it's one way to get you going. 
So let me know. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. This was a short, fiery one. Now we're going to uh, continue with about the same, I would say, area. And on our next podcast, uh, we are going to talk about never give up on your dreams. Because something that is very important, and I'm talking about it right now, it seems like the universe wants to have a lot of people hearing those messages. Why would you give up on your dreams? What influenced you to make you giving up on your dreams? And it's a correlation as well, and it's kind of a compliment of do not let anyone um, tell you or dictate your own destiny. So it's about in parallel, but it's something that to me is crucial because a lot of people who are living their life are not happy. Why? Because they have given up their dreams. Um, it could be because of their parents telling them what to do or their mates or whatever circumstances make them relentedly walk away from their dreams. And it's something we need to talk about because sometimes when you think you cannot live your dreams because of something or somewhere, it could be an illusion of the ego as well. So it will be a good subject to talk on our next podcast because we should not give up on our dreams. We should not. The most happiest person you're ever going to see is people who are living their dreams. And I know some of you could be resentful or jealous because people are, oh, that person is a singer or that person is a, has a, their own business or that person do beautiful drawing and paintings and it's sold around the world. Passion will lead your life. When you utilize your spirit and live with your spirit, it will help you to live your dreams. And that is something that is very important to understand. So we're going to be talking about it on our next podcast because it is crucial. But you need to take off from the self-pity train and buses and really become limitless. We are limitless. The only limitation with giving it to ourselves is our ego. Our spirit is limitless. So why not living your life limitless than having your ego leading your life in a limited way? Why? No, you should be limitless. We are all limitless. So let's do it today. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you have any feedback, you can leave them on the podcast website or on www.edgintuitive.com. If you need to schedule an appointment with me, it's going on the edgintuitive.com. Otherwise, I will see you next time for our next podcast. All my love. Take care. Bye now. 